Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can hear what we're doing this offseason. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby, and I am here with my lovely, lovely sisters, Ashley Williams and Brandon Marianne Lee. How are you doing tonight, ladies? Great. Working doing lovely. It. Working yep. out, mm-hmm. working out. We're in July, which means it's time to get serious, people. We're all in the middle of a draft right now, the Scott Fishbowl draft. It's uh, it's going. Mine's going fast. And, uh, uh, it's Mine is not. It's Disney-themed, which I love Disney. So <laughs> I, like, saw the, like, writing, and it's, like, the little, you know, like, cursive fishbowl looking writing, and I was like, oh! Disney. Which one are you in, Courtney? Beast, duh, Be- beast. beast mode. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it is beast mode. Beast nice. mode. Yep, yep. Brandon and I are both villains. Mm, yes. Which one, you, which one are you, Brandon? I requested Cruella DeVille. And you got it? And I got it. Yes, oh, I nice. did. I yeah. was more generic in my request that I just wanted to be in some sort of villain league, which I got. <laughs> um, I got Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I feel good I didn't it. request one and I totally got better one than you guys. I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, it's just beast because you can say hashtag beast mode. That's really the only reason why it's better. Sure. Sure. It is yeah. good. It is good. good. <laughs> beast is kind of like a weird thing for a lot of reasons. A, I mean, he kidnaps her, right? I don't want to ruin Disney for people, but that's weird. I'm going to guess most of our listeners captures. Yeah, captures. (laughs) I mean, if we're going to get (laughs) technical, if we're going to get technical, she trespassed on his property. She did. She legally came on his property. She trespassed. Yeah. Okay. As did her father. So really, she's just part of a family of criminals. That's right. Runs in the family. (laughs) Was the beast? What's the beast? That do? is the point of Beauty and the Beast, people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. family of criminals luckily runs into this beast who yeah. kidnaps yeah. them for their own, captures them for captures. their own good, because that's yes. better. Yep, detains. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's not a band. <laughs> yes. It's, the ban is not a ban. It's capturing. Yeah. It's a, Only it's capturing because you called it capturing. Right. right. That's right. Well, it's Same fantasy related of the beast mode, I feel mm-hmm. like. Right. So here we go. Uh, well, let's move on to the show, ladies. You guys, this show is all about quarterbacks. All the ones we love and all the ones we hate. And a few guys that just fall right in between. We feel lukewarm about, so, you know. A lot of those. A lot lot of those. (laughs) First of all, I would like to know how you two go about drafting a quarterback in a standard, let's say, 10-man league. Uh, Do you go high for a top quarterback? Do you wait for a middle guy? Do you say screw it? I don't think anybody should say screw it, but, you know, you never know. That'd be a poor point. What do you do? Well, I don't say screw it and not draft a quarterback. Well, not not draft a quarterback, but, you know, like just like get – 
I consider Ryan Tannehill not drafting a quarterback. So, um, <laughs> I, I never go for the top two guys ever, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, um, because they're just too rich for me personally. I, I am not willing to forfeit another skilled player in the first two rounds for these guys. Now, recently, I have splurged for a Drew Brees, uh, depending on where I am in a snake draft. But for the most part, you know, you can really you get some really, really good quarterbacks in the seventh and eighth rounds. You know, Wilson, Newton, Carr, Cousins, Prescott, Big Ben. Uh, all of them are some picks that you can get in a really nice, healthy seventh, eighth round position. That That's where I generally fall in. Um, and when you look, Cousins scored, you know, only 63 less points than Rodgers, which if you break that out is really less than four points a game. Uh, which you're more than likely going to have made up with those top receivers and running backs that you would have drafted before Aaron Rodgers. So for me, that's always my logic that I always go for those six, seven, eighth round guys because I feel I can make it up with the skilled players that I captured instead of an Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Yeah. Nice. And you know what, what I do is that I like to pair them. I like to pair the middle rounds. I'll get into that later. But I have been getting a little bit of the Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, depending on where they fall to me. Always mm -hmm. check out your settings. We'll discuss this more in depth as the show goes on. Um, but you can really wait. And, and I'm in a lot of leagues where people don't touch quarterbacks until like round 10 or 15. So they just hold on, hold on, hold on. And to me, I still think that these guys have value in the fifth round. That's about the earliest oh, I'm going to yeah. take them. Um, but yeah, some people are so, if you're in leagues that are completely late round quarterback, I think that there's some serious value there. Um, it's just become so um, mainstream to wait on your quarterback that actually it's kind of cool except for in the Scott Fishbowl that we're all participating in now which is a a super two flex or two yeah. quarter or otherwise a <clears throat> two quarterback league and um then quarterbacks go off the board right away and I took Aaron Rodgers in the first round but because of the scoring that made complete sense to me I felt fine about that um but most of the time you can wait and again late round quarterbacks become such a thing that you can get some of these studs late later than you think yeah. If Aaron Rodgers fell the fifth round, I would absolutely scoop him up. Yeah. You won't he, get that in won't. your he regular won't. leagues yeah. with your friends or family. That's not going to happen. But if you are playing in industry leagues or like an MFL 10, which is one of those best ball things that you can play, it's like a slow draft. It could go on forever. You have eight hours to pick or whatever. A lot of people wait in those leagues. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm seeing them fall really late. I have yet to see them fall really late. But if I can get a Drew Brees in the fourth round, I'm taking him. If I can get any of those top-tier quarterbacks, except Tom Brady because I'm a Broncos fan and I just can't do it, in the fourth round, <laughs> I'll take him in the fourth round. But I'm not going any higher for a guy. And every all the drafts that um, I've already done, which I know, I can't believe we've all said we've done so many drafts since the second week of July. It's embarrassing. Um, but... <laughs> He's going, you know, they're all going in the first three rounds. So I don't take a quarterback in the first three. Fourth, if I feel good about what I got, I will take a Drew Brees, especially an Aaron Rodgers. Um, if it's a keeper link, I'll take an Aaron Rodgers um, because I know I'm going to have him for a long time. Um, not necessarily going to take a Drew Brees or a Tom Brady in a keeper link because their expiration date's coming up, and I just don't want to, you know, spend that much on something that's going to expire you know it's like good caviar it's nice but then it's 
then it's not good anymore. You gotta throw Can't it out. Can't say I've had caviar. Ever? No, I haven't, which I'm a little, I'm a little surprised by because I'm an adventurous eater in terms of I try things. I may not like a lot of things, but I try it. But you try it. Mm -hmm. Well, that just leads us right into if you haven't yet tried, Ashley, the food delivery system here that's <laughs> no. going on. HelloFresh is by far the best to order from. It is amazing. We've all done it. Mom and Dad just signed up this week, which is Ooh, very exciting. Really? Hey, yeah. Did they use our promo code? Did you they use know it. Which, again, you guys, for $30 off your first week of deliveries, visit HelloFresh.com and enter her FFB30 at checkout so you can get the $30 off. So it's fabulous. Uh, there's two full-time registered dietitians who review every recipe before they send it out to you. It's $10 a person, I believe. Uh, it It's great food. My kids eat it. They love it. It's so fresh. I mean, I know it's in the name, but literally it really is so fresh. It comes in a nice little package, little bag so you can just stick in your little fridge. Sometimes that doesn't even need to be refrigerated. You just put the protein in the fridge. It's great. Right, ladies? Don't you agree? We all do enjoy it. Oh, yeah. I have to leave for a conference this weekend, so I, I paused my HelloFresh this week because I knew I wouldn't be able to eat it. And I've had, like, no food in the house. I've eaten scrambled eggs for breakfast and lunch the last three days and grilled cheese. And I'm literally eating again like a college student, and I'm like, gosh, I need HelloFresh again. <laughs> I need to be back in town. Uh, so that's, so I'll get my delivery next week because I'll be back in town and I cannot eat any more grilled cheese. I made a yummy pork chop today from HelloFresh. It was Ooh. delicious. Mm, it was like an it was an Adobe Chipotle kind of uh, glaze. Mm. Yeah, and it's like very seasonal. They you know they give you all the fresh ingredients that are in season right now. They're doing some really light summery meals. You can kind of pick and choose on the website, so it's it's fabulous. So again, hop on to HelloFresh.com. Enter her FFB30 and get $30 off your first week of deliveries. Yummy. All right, you guys, if you have not yet done it, hop over to herfantasyfootball.com slash cheat sheet. It's up. Woo! Our tiered cheat sheet is up. It's fantastic. Print it out. You will never regret it. Uh, people at work are already talking about it. It's fabulous. So get over there and do it. Here are our top 20 quarterbacks uh, that you can find in our rankings at herfantasyfootball.com slash rankings. Number one, Aaron Rodgers. To no surprise. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. At five, we got Andrew Luck, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott comes in at number eight, Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, thought he was going to retire, but he's back at number 10. 11, Derek Carr, right after his broken leg, we got the Marcus Mariota broken leg at number 12. Then Jameis Winston, Tyrod Taylor, Matthew Stafford, Philip Rivers, Andy Dalton, Lake Bortles, 19, Eli Manning. Some people may disagree, but I think that's fair. And 20, <laughs> finishing it up, Carson, not Palmer, but Wentz. Carson Wentz rounding off the top 20 quarterbacks on the Her Fantasy Football rankings. Dun, All right, dun, ladies, dun. where do you cut off the top quarterbacks? Top, top. 
Well, for me, I mean, listen, again, go check out the tiered draft sheet. We actually have it cut off for you, and that's what the tiers are. So we got the top tier, the second tier, the third tier. But that's always debatable, too, and that's why we have these shows. And it's debatable between it. the three of us. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So that, but, the, you know, because sometimes I think that's the biggest question, though, right, is like, what's the top section, the second section, whatever. So that's why we're glad that we're talking about it. Also, it's just July, and so that's going to change. There's a possibility there. However, I would say pretty solid. It's going to be Rogers, Brady's, Breeze. I think that it's pretty solid that those are the top three. Again, a lot of us don't want to pay up for that, but you know, this is the way it is. For me, I'm going Breeze over Brady, even though Brady technically scored more points per game. He put, he scored 21.38 fantasy points per game, and uh, Breeze scored 20.77 fantasy points per game. But this is what's interesting about this. Four of his first five games had over 300 passing yards, and only one of the rest of the games had over that amount as well. So the problem is it kind of petered off. I have another th theory about this. He is going to be 40 before the season starts in early August, okay? They want him to continue playing football. So they're going to want to run the ball. They're going to want to take the pressure off of him. I just think that there's going to be a lot more running. That's why they have a million running backs, by the way, on the Patriots. They have Mike Gillisley, Deion Lewis, James White, Rex Burkhead, mm -hmm. Brandon Bolden. And you know what? They have some guy we haven't heard of who's going to score three touchdowns in week eight. Everyone's going to spend their <clears> fab <throat> money on him, and then he'll yep. never score another touchdown. Total waste of time. We don't know time. who it is yet, but that guy's out there. He's an undrafted free agent we're sure and it's just a complete waste of your time to figure Might out what's going Bolden. on can we just say right now <laughs> i mean like don't do now. it don't get jonas grade don't do it yeah jonas gray was one of those guys don't he's do coming it back this year and we don't know who he is but he's there and all <laughs> i'm saying is like it's cool i just think this is a football call here i still think breeze is respected by being in the top three but for me it is not him and i'm also going to say this I'm incredibly nervous about the Giselle uh, leakage of him having concussions all the time and yet him never being on the injury mm -hmm. list for concussions because he kind of came out and confirmed it. Can we just be honest with you? Can I also say super purposeful? She's like a ninja. It's like she... <laughs> Yes. It's like she's almost like trying to say, hey, man, can we just like live a family life and you stop playing football? I'm going to I'm just going to just poke, 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 poke. That so, is her ninja. master plan ninja. to get him to retire. I mean, yep. I just was like, wow. When I was watching, I was like, you go, girl. She knows what she wants. Mm -hmm. Good for you. But on E60, I just wanted to say on ESPN, Brady said this of Giselle. She's there every day. We go to bed in the same bed every night. So I think she knows when I'm sore. She knows when I'm tired. She knows when I get hit. Really? Well, you might want to let your coaching staff know next time. And I'm worried. I think the NFL is going to make him get checked almost every time he gets hit. And I mean, that's a narrative, but it's one I'm actually worried about. It's nah. possible. Sorry. Nah, they're gonna, they baby him. They're just going to let him play. Whatever he wants. Well, except for they suspended him for deflate gate. Well, yeah, yeah but that... <laughs> that was... well, yeah, but th yeah, that's a gimme. Come on. <laughs> if it was any other quarterback, they would have been suspended for eight games. You know what I'm saying? One year. One year. Yeah. Deflated balls. Right. Well, anyway. Ashley, what about you? 
Well, I don't disagree with Brandon. I mean, to me, there's that, that obvious three, but I feel like there's, there's for top tier, I'm going to come to a little bit more than that, but I agree with Brandon. It's obviously Rogers breeze and uh, Brady every year <laughs> until, until someone retires. That's the top three. <laughs> but for me, the top tier really ends after Matt Ryan. Uh, last year, there were top five top quarterbacks, and there was a 30-point swing uh, between the next tier. Those people were Rodgers, Ryan, Breeze, Cousins, and Luck. Again, Brady was not because he was out those four games. So if we're technically looking at that, Brady would have been up in that top tier, which puts the six quarterbacks the same as this year where my top tier ends. Uh, not a huge differential, but noteworthy. Um, and for, you know, so for me, that is kind of where that tier ends. After Matt Ryan, all right. And I agree. I mean, I think it's after Andrew Luck. Actually, I don't think I'd put mm. Matt Ryan in the discussion as the top, top guys. Um, but don't get me wrong. I I literally just drafted Matt Ryan in this draft that we just were doing today. Um, but I just wouldn't put him up there. New offensive coordinator. And last year, he was just better than he's ever been. And I just can't think that that's just something that's going to keep going. It, it's possible. He does have the exact same team. Um, but I just... I worry. And listen, I, I know Brandon has a Shanahan hate, and so I'm sure she disagrees and thinks this is overrated. <laughs> um, but my feeling is, is that there's a real thing with Matt Ryan and interceptions. Last year, he did not have interceptions because Shanahan likes to use his running backs. So he was getting the ball away really fast and throwing it to his running backs. Well, Shanahan's not there anymore, and yes, Coleman and Freeman are, but I don't think they're going to use the running backs quite as much. So I think that the seven interceptions he had last year might look more like the 16 interceptions that he had the year before, Ooh. and that does affect your fantasy. And check your settings because certain leagues, an interception is way more points than in other leagues. So check that out. I think that's really going to be the only difference. I Maybe a few less yards, but really I think it's going to be the interceptions that hurt him where I just don't think I'm going to put him up in that top tier um, for me, not at this point. For me, I couldn't end it at luck because I am still very nervous about luck's injuries. Mm -hmm. So to me, I couldn't put him in that top tier. Um I but like see, to me, this is a July uh, issue. This, this is a July issue. This if we July, have this yeah. discussion come yeah. second week of August, I may very, to me, Luck is, I mean, Luck has been a top 10 quarterback consistently. So I understand that logic there. For me right now, as of today, I have a problem putting him in my, my head in the top tier purely because of his injury. And in fact, he's not even throwing a ball right now. So I just, ugh, it's my hesitation mm -hmm. there. Well, Again, we do have Luck July issue than Matt Ryan. We do. Saying. We do. And that I, is because of, and that is a Kyle Shanahan thing. That's a little bit of respect. I mean, just, you know, check out his numbers. It's different. Um, all right. Well, he had ladies. Kyle Shanahan two years ago, too, and he still threw the 16 interceptions. That's true, but I, he was learning the system, right? Yeah. I mean, I think they're yeah. going to try to keep the system, though. They, they, well, we'll they see. say they're going to. But but well, I mean but they don't have him there to call the plays. That's the difference. Yeah, and you're gonna have Julio right. who and that matters. actually play this season. So maybe. But that's the thing. But that's the thing. He can actually play more this season. So Matt Ryan will be forcing the ball to him more, which means more interceptions. That's exactly right, Ashley. It's another point to the fact that he's going to have more. 
Nah. But thank you for adding another. But you know what? At least he can throw the ball. Unlike Luck, who can't throw right now. This is true. We'll get into so. that later. So let's get into this. <laughs> At what point does this list turn from a quarterback one list to a quarterback two list? Don't mind having on your team, but just as a backup, not as your starter. Brandon, what do you think? Well, I think I'm going to say Kirk Cousins is the last guy on this list that I'm willing to kind of go with as my number one undisputed. And then everyone after that, in my opinion, is a pairing situation, which is one of the tactics that we like over here at Her Fantasy Football, which is that you draft two guys that are kind of in that like, you know, 10 through 15 17 kind of range and then you play the matchups and it's it's kind of like streaming quarterbacks but without using your fab money on it <laughs> that's my thing is i like to save all my fab money and my waiver wire positions for my wide receivers and my running backs so that's why i like to do a pairing if i have one of these like kind of later guys uh so but for me in terms of like a solid number one where i could wait and just take someone later to pair them up you know just for insurance maybe and maybe not even depending on the league uh to me kirk cousins is kind of that drop off because kirk cousins Mwah. beautiful accuracy percentages um so even if he has different weapons it's not about them it's about him he, two years running he's been top five in terms of accuracy and if he doesn't sign a long-term deal i like him even more yeah he's gonna go get fire under money. him go yep. get that yep. money kirk cousins and you can do it on my fantasy team that's what i'm saying well, I drafted Kirk Cousins, so I'm really hoping he doesn't get that money right now, that deal. So that <laughs> sorry, Kirk. I mean for money. Just for you, time. you're a great person. I hope you get that deal. For my fantasy season. Think I'm of all really the dogs he's gonna rescue with that money. I know he's, he's such a good person. But you know, fantasy's not about being a good person. Oh so, yeah, that's true. It's, it's the, <laughs> if, we learned, if we've learned anything over the years, that is true, right there. You have to kind of throw mm. out your morals when you're doing drafting your fantasy team. Yes. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure this guy's a great guy. Yeah, <laughs> he, he is a great guy. Kirk Cousins is a great guy, but <laughs> not uh, him in particular. Just you know, every once yeah. in a while you go. Ooh. Yeah, that's fair. That's Anyways. fair. Um, but Brent, you and I are like. Like same wavelength today, you know, other than I'm a little more generous on where my cutoff is and Brandon by like double. So in terms of who I would feel comfortable <laughs> drafting as my quarterback and who would start, it ends at Phillip Rivers for me at 16. Any of those guys I am willing to play. Now, like Brandon said, if I have a top six quarterback on this list, that is my guy all season. And anyone after that, I am either streaming, depending on the size and settings of my league. Again, as we said, know your league because you've got a two-quarterback league. Obviously, it's a completely different strategy. Um, but in terms of that, or I'm drafting two quarterbacks and I'm playing straight matchup base, like Brand is saying, where you kind of do a pairing. So in that 12 to 17 range of guys, that is where I am certainly drafting two quarterbacks. So if I have a Phillip Rivers, I've already drafted somebody else with him, and I am purely playing matchup based. Otherwise, I may be playing with my one quarterback and I'm streaming on a bye week. So, uh, you know, they're all worthy starters for me. You know, they're not as matchup reliant as these guys that fall under 18. I want no part of that. I, I just want no part of that. Yeah. Well, I'm right in the middle. Uh, I'm a Jameis Winston. It's <laughs> probably the last guy I would pick as my starting quarterback. Um, I will say that I'm not a Kirk Cousins nor a Phillip Rivers fan. Um, I will talk about that later in the show, but I'm not drafting either one of them. Um, but I, I would say Jameis Winston in general for everybody in our rankings would be the last cutoff of your starting quarterback. I think you need a top 
12, 13 quarterback as their starter at this point. I think Philip Rivers sounds great, and maybe that will work out in week five on, but that to me would be scary drafting the 16th quarterback. Well, he's not my number one starter, but he's the end of my pairings I'm willing to do is what I'm saying. Okay. No one in their right mind is drafting Philip Rivers as their number one guy. Being okay, so you're saying you're going to draft a higher guy and then get Philip Rivers. I'm going to draft a guy in that that's seventh, eighth round and one. do my parent. That's what I'm saying. You're not, no. listen, you're not listening <laughs> to questions. Start over again. Okay. No, you start over again. I said if it's a top <laughs> six, those are my starters all season. Otherwise, like Brandon, I said I'm pairing it and that ends at 16 with Philip Rivers. It's that's getting I, to be sisterly in here. I will not pair <laughs> below Philip Rivers. I have no desire to pair with Eli Manning. I have no desire to pair with Ryan Tannehill. I don't want to even see them on my roster. I won't even stream them more than likely. I I, I don't hate them. I, I think that you can, I think when it comes to pairing, I'm a little more flexible with my number two to the pair. I'm not flexible with my number one to the pair. And to me, that's why I gave the Kirk Cousins cutoff because to me, then I need to really like go bam, bam. But with Kirk Cousins, I can then wait for like a Blake Bortles, Andy Dalton kind of filler. Um, but if I'm going yeah. Marcus Mariota, then I also want Jameis Winston. Or I want like, you know what I'm saying? Like to me, then it's close. And I it need to go bam, bam. Where you draft it. Yeah. Bam, bam. Okay. okay. Well, we're going to get back to the quarterbacks that give us all headaches because clearly the three of us just go <laughs> mind blown. We're going to come <laughs> back to the guys that really make all of us happy that we're probably – the three of us sounds like we're not going to be drafting much of. But out of the top five quarterbacks, Rodgers, Breeze, Brady, Wilson, and Luck, Ashley, who are you taking? Who are you? Um, why are you taking them? And why are you passing up on the guy either be, before him or after him? Ashley, we're, I know you're passing Luck. So you're just picking Wilson so you can say you're passing on Luck? Well, I am picking Wilson, but not because I'm. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I'm I didn't even. Sorry, we write notes before, and I didn't even read before. You didn't read before. I, just, no, I was like, like yeah. I was like, oh, you picking am, Wilson because he ate luck. Well, That's, I don't like sorry. I don't like Russell Wilson either. As we all, anyone who's watched this show historically knows that Russell Williams and I are not BFFs. Everyone knows this, right? But I am picking Russell Wilson because. He is a value pick. His ADP is 75 right now. So more than likely, I would end up with Russell Wilson because of where I can get him and for what I will get out of him throughout that entire season. Years past, Russell Wilson was going much higher. His ADP was, you know, 40s, 50s, and that was too rich for my blood. No, won't do it. But 75, I'm doing that all day, every day. Now, if I get a snake order of one to three, then I'm aiming for Breeze around the turn on the fourth and fifth rounds. Because to me, if he falls to me there, there is no better pick for me than Drew Breeze right there. That is that is the pick I want. Um, and, you know, I get an immediate pick after that, so I'm fine with it. I am avoiding luck this year because of that injury. His shoulder surgery that he had in January originated from a shoulder injury that he had suffered in 2015. So yes, he had surgery, which I think was the right choice for him to make, but whether or not he will be ready and not only ready, but effective early on in 2017 is yet to be seen. I'm not willing to pick him as early as he is going based on that fact. As of today, as we said, you know, when training camp comes, you know, and I'm seeing him throwing, I'm going to feel a lot more comfortable about it. But as it is right now, 
And yes, we've already been doing some drafts and it is crazy early to do drafts, but I'm not drafting Andrew Luck right now in drafts because of that reason that he has yet to throw a ball. And I actually appreciate that he's been pretty candid about the fact that he's not going to force himself to be ready by the start of the season. He's not going to force himself to be ready by training camp. He's going to be, he is going to play when a trainer tells him he's hundred percent ready to go because this has been an injury he has sustained for two years. Now he's not going to force it. In some cases, we see players that do try to force it to try to make sure they're ready by the start of the season. He's made it very clear he's not going to do that. So to me, I am not willing to take that risk right now. If I am drafting today, which we are doing in some cases, I won't do it. So the short answer is yes, Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, I'm going to agree with uh, Ashley on Andrew Luck for sure. Uh, I'm actually more worried about Andrew Luck than I am about Cam Newton, which we'll discuss him in a minute um, in terms of his injury, uh, mostly because it seems like Andrew Luck has zero desire to rush back. Zero. zero. Uh, and, and by the way, that's great. I don't I don't have a, like a moral problem with that. I just have a fantasy football like kind of nervous problem with that. Um, but I will say that for me, I still think Aaron Rodgers is kind of the gold standard. And the reason why he's number one as opposed to Brady or Breeze, I just want to break this down, is age. Uh, I just want to be really clear here. I think that Brady and Breeze are amazing. I have zero problems with them. But um, I do have a problem with the fact that that Tom Brady turns four. I know he wants to play till he's like 50. Uh, but he turns 40 before the season starts. And then, you know, I mean, Drew Brees is 39 at the end of the season in January. And it's going to be the end of the season in December when Rodgers turns 34. So he'll be 33 for the majority of the season. That's quite a seven-year difference is quite different. And by the way, he's adapted, the he's adapted to the same diet as Tom Brady. So, um Maybe he will play till he's 50. I don't know. I, I'm sure that that makes me bad. I still think top three is great, but that's why we have Aaron Rodgers as the gold standard, FYI. Yeah. I agree. I agree with the Aaron Rodgers business, but I think I would be drafting Drew Brees. I just. Yeah. Can't argue. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's where he it's, falls it's not to a you. Keeper league. I'm just asking for 2017. And exactly. His ADP is in the fourth round. I, I'm okay drafting a quarterback in the fourth round. That's a top, top tier guy. Um, so I'm totally fine with that. Um, I love Aaron Rodgers. Nothing against him. But yeah, too rich for my blood. I don't like Tom Brady. So everything against him. So I'm not drafting him. <laughs> I have a really weird spot with Andrew Luck. I'm not even concerned about the injury as much as just, you know the icky feeling I have towards him. And I don't know why it's there, but it's there. And Wilson, I don't know. I mean, he's fine. He doesn't make me excited. I don't know. It's not, ooh. So I, I think if I'm going to pick a top tier guy, I'm going to go for Breeze. Um, but in general, I'm just not going to get a top tier guy. And I like the second tier guys good. a lot better for where I can get them. Agreed. So that's, that's where where I'm at. All right. I did. Okay. So we're going to get down now into the rankings. Um, I found nine to 12, pretty interesting. All are coming off injury. We've got Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, Derek Carr, and Marcus Mariota. Cam Newton is still recovering after getting surgery on his throwing arm. Concerned. Uh, both Carr and Mariota are coming back after breaking their legs, which, you know, that's a big injury to have, but not a bad recovery. 
it's like you broke your leg, it's done, right? So that's not awful. And then lastly, Roethlisberger almost retired this offseason. So that's kind of scary to think that the guy's been hit so much and been injured so much, and he works through it. He's like such a football player. Um, but, yeah, it's hurting. Like it's wearing on him. So which of these quarterbacks gives you the best chance to win your championship this year without getting hurt or at least not too hurt that you can still get fantasy points from them. Ashley, what do you think? Well, broken bones while sounding horrible are one of the better injuries to have. Unlike soft tissue injuries that tend to have a tendency to linger. And as somebody who has walked around for six months on a broken foot twice, unaware it was broken, which is not the same as a broken leg, let's be clear. But it's something that heals and it's different than a soft tissue injury. Like once it's done, it's done, right? I'm not concerned about because they broke their leg, they're gonna break their leg again this year. It, I'm not concerned about that. It's different than I have with injuries that are soft tissue because of the tendency to linger there. So therefore, I feel good about Carr and Mariota. I am not really factoring their injuries into my picks this year as it should have no bearing on it as this they're able to perform just fine as of right now. Um, if I'm going to pick one guy, I'm going to go with Carr all day, every day. He gets better and settles in more each year. Last year was great. Of course, a horrible ending. If you were a Raiders fan last year, you finally get a playoff chance, and there he goes. But I think that he will have a very, very good year, and I think that he will fall into the top 10 for sure, unquestionably this year. Brandon, what about you? Well, I, I agree. I, I, I really like Derek Carr this year. I like his offense. I like that it's all stayed pretty much the same, if not gotten better. I think mm -hmm. the Marshawn Lynch threat, whether or not he's able to sustain the whole season or how strong he'll be out of the gates, I think the fact that he's a threat there, that they have to defend against him is, is a boon for him, uh, regardless of the actual production we get from Marshawn Lynch, which we'll, I'm sure, debate about the next time we have a show. Uh, my thing about uh, this area is that Cam Newton's ADP has fallen into the toilet. No one wants him. You can get him like he's like, yeah, exactly. I mean, the guy, I get it. I get it. He had a horrible 2016 uh, for him. Okay. It was for, for him. Um, but yeah, every other year, he's basically a top five guy. And I understand that they want to change his game. But even if they do change his game, um, he's still going to be doing a lot. Uh, you know, he keeps saying, I don't have to always be the playmaker. But I think we know that that's Cam Newton's thing. It's going to be very very difficult for him to stop doing that. Now he is going to have to protect himself, but now they're going to have to defend against more people. They're going to still have Jonathan Stewart being the power runner. And I know that no one believes in Jonathan Stewart, another guy you can get for free at the crazy. end of your draft. Crazy. Well, but I think there's there's a room to be concerned. Uh, once they can figure out the playbook for Christian McCaffrey, he's a fantastic playmaker. I'm worried about it happening early, though. I'm, I am low on Christian McCaffrey compared to most people because I think that uh, with Cam being hurt, it's going to be hard to put in that playbook. But I think towards the end of the season, that'll really help. Curtis Samuel's also going to be in the slot. He's another guy that they drafted big time. And I know Kelvin Benjamin's the new Eddie Lacy that would make fun of for being fat. Um, but he seems to always be around, so there you go. I, I just feel like Greg Olson's always Mr. Eddie Steady right there. I just love Greg Olson. Um, I think that his ADP has fallen so low that he may actually be my favorite on here, even though, because listen, his accuracy was the absolute accuracy, accuracy rate, by the way, is a pro football focused metric that takes into account um, 
drop passes, throwing the ball away, what have you. It's a little more of an accurate completion rate because a lot of people throw out of bounds or whatever else. They take all the way. It's just literally how accurate are you? Cam Newton had the worst accuracy percentage in the league, period. End stop. The worst. He's not a thrower anyway, so his shoulder doesn't concern me as much as it does the Andrew Luck because they're they're going to be doing a lot of other things. And again, the defense defends against Cam Newton unlike any other quarterback in the league. So for me, I would have earlier said I'm not touching Cam Newton, but now because no one else is, I guess I'm taking him because I still think his upside is top five. It just is. I I, I get it. And maybe I'll change my mind again. This is a July call because I think he will be healthy. He has resumed throwing, which is great. But, uh, you know, I've reserved my right to change my mind. But Cam Newton, welcome to the club. But I think it comes down to value there, right? I mean, right, Courtney? Of course, right? Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's for the fact that because you can get him so much lower, you're going to be able to make those points up that potentially, hypothetically, which may not even go away, he may still be a top five quarterback at a, where you got him so low is you can make up potentially those points with the better players you were able to draft above him because you didn't have to take Cam so high. And, and he's in a division with suspect defenses. And he's got Let's such talk upside. about that. So let's talk about that. So I agree. Cam Newton is by far the best out of these guys to draft for value, for potential, for past record, and for strength of schedule. He has the third easiest schedule for a quarterback, the yep. third easiest. Do you know what Derek Carr has? The 32nd. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. And you know what I don't like about Marcus Mariota? Is he doesn't feel confident with his leg. He doesn't want to use it yet. He doesn't feel confident with it. Even though it's healed, he doesn't feel confident on it. I don't like that. You know what I love about Cam Newton that a lot of people hate is his arrogance. Yeah, I like it All too. day long with a quarterback, I freaking love it. So I believe in Cam Newton because he believes in himself. I mean, yeah, did he have a hard time connecting? He didn't have a hard time connecting with Ted Ginn. Is Ted Ginn on the team again this year? No. But they're going to find a Ted Ginn. Cam Newton's going to find that guy that he likes, and he's going to connect to it. It wasn't Cam as much as the line. I think Christian Michael's going to help – or, excuse me, McCaffrey's going to help with that. I think that's going to be a big thing. I think that – um Calvin Benjamin was coming off of an injury last year. I think a year removed from injury is going to help with the chemistry between the two of them. I think there's things going well for them, but I will bring back that strength of schedule third best in the league. Sign me up. Drafted him my first draft of the year. I like Cam Newton every day, all day. I still mm. like, I still like Card though. I think my issue with Mariota is that I, I hate to say this. Is he a potential guy? Is he a guy that everybody this thinks has this mass amount of potential? But when you actually look at where he stacks up the last couple of years, it is not starting quarterback worthy. It's not. Well, I I'll tell you one thing. He doesn't run. No. no, that's a fallacy. He does. He does not run. He does not run. He doesn't have the swagger. Courtney's and he's not going to run. Any, he's not going to run this year either. He has a couple great games, but then he seems to trail off. He really does. He trails off. And he, when you look at his stats at the end of the season, it is not going to be what you want to see. He does not fall into the top 10. 
I think he fell, I want to say 22nd last year, 16th, somewhere between there. I mean, he is not a starting quarterback caliber quality when it all comes down to the end of the season. Is he stream worthy? Absolutely. But he's not a guy to me that I'm going to count on, like Courtney's saying, to win my championship team by any means. Well, he well, was 13th in scoring and he missed a game. To be fair, I think he can be a starter. He was the sixth in yardage for rushing. Depends on your he Took thirty less attempts. He only had two rushing touchdowns. I don't. I mean, I feel like we over exaggerate him running, and we under exaggerate that he passed a lot more than we thought. I think the problem is, um, is that you know how much is that going to improve with the new weapons, right? That's what everyone's banking on. They have a great offensive line and new weapons, but they also still have a really good run game. Well, I mean, this is the, that's what I was about to say is that other than Ben Roethlisberger, who has Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, you don't need anybody else on that damn team, right? No. Um, he has the best team out of these quarterbacks as well. And I like his new weapons and I like his old weapons. And that does include the running game. So he mm-hmm. has the best offense by far. Yeah. Um, so I, I do like that about Mariota. I don't think Mariota is a bad choice. I'm totally fine with you drafting Mariota. I'm not saying don't draft him. I'm just saying if I had a choice between Cam Newton and Mariota, I'm going Cam Newton. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Even though his injury is scarier than, than Mariota's, I just think that Cam is the better quarterback. Well, I'll tell you what, you better really want Marcus Mariota because he is on a hype train, he and Jameis Winston. So you got to take them early if you want them. Don't listen to that hype because I said, and I just looked at, he was 17th. So look at your settings, look at how your (laughs) scoring is, because for me in one of my leagues, he literally 17th is where he fell last year. So I don't, to me, don't get on that hype train. Hmm. Ashley's mm. anti-Mariota. Look at that. Already putting her flag in. Who knew? Mm-hmm. He's the Russell Wilson of 2017 for he Ashley. Might, wow. He might be, Courtney. He might be. Okay. All right. There's been a lot of things going on in Dallas this offseason. Ezekiel Elliott might be facing suspension for his domestic violence issues. The notorious offensive line has broken up. What does this mean for the young quarterback, Dak Prescott, coming off of a great year in 2016? Does it mean nothing? Brandon, what do you think? You know, actually, he um, was incredibly accurate again last season. I know that that's something that that I'm going to keep coming coming back to because I think it's important. He was, had the 11th best accuracy percentage. Uh, he for had to establish for a new guy. And and I remember last year I wrote an article for Pro Football Focus about. Uh, Dak Prescott going into the season. And I, I talked about his poise, uh, the fact that he had to go in out of nowhere against Seattle in that third preseason game. And he just was calm as a cucumber, was able to just, you know, make sure that he went through all of every every single step. It, just a very mature guy. He just didn't look like a rookie to me. And I felt like that was a good sign. And I got torn to shreds. They were like, that's not a stat line. That's a, And you know what? You want to know what makes quarterbacking so interesting? intangibles. And I just feel like Dak Prescott has it. And I'm not saying he's going to be the best next year. I think that we've seen where he's going to be, but I don't think he's going to dip down that much. He has a lot of his weapons back. They did lose a couple people on the offensive line, but they have people to come right back up. I, I just don't think it's that big a deal. I'm okay with Dak Prescott, and I feel like he's not as hyped up as as Mariota and Winston, so he's actually falling down to there. And to me, out of all those guys, I think I'd pick Dak Prescott. Boom. 
All right, Ashley, there was a lot of talk on whether or not Tyra Taylor was going to even be in Buffalo this year. Mm-hmm. Well, he is the guy. So what do you think uh, he will do with this opportunity in, as a bill? I think Buffalo is very lucky that he has such an even disposition. The guy can't get any respect, <laughs> and that is very sad to me. He was a top 10 quarterback last year with standard settings. Top 10. Top 10 quarterback, and there's discussion that he may not be their quarterback. I I, I, I can't go off on this because I'll go off on a rant, and I've already ranted enough today. about. And he missed a game. He missed a game. And he missed a game. I mean, I just, I I literally can't compute. I I can't compute it. Anyway, if Watkins can stay healthy, then I think Taylor could be a top 10 quarterback again this year. Now, Watkins staying healthy is still dicey, but coaches have commented on his improved leadership qualities this year, and they've been impressed by him. If that's what they need to feel good about having a top 10 quarterback on their team is that they think he's improved some leadership qualities, great. That's great. <laughs> uh, you know, how about we try Sassy. actually showing some confidence in this guy for once? Because maybe he'd buy into it as well. I mean, he had 580 rushing yards last year, which helps supplement his passing yards with inconsistent wide receivers as well. And he still is a top 10 quarterback. That shouldn't change this year. So it really, for me, all rides on Watkins, who missed eight games last year, by the way, and he's as his main weapon, it was still a top 10 quarterback. If he can stay healthy. I think Tyrod Taylor has the potential to break into the top six, top six quarterbacks on the year. Boom. Wow. Bold predictions are later in the show, Ashley. <laughs> Hold on, ladies. Hold on. Just saying, he's jumping. Out of top jumping. 10, Watkins <laughs> out eight game. I mean, add it up. Look at the stats here. If you have all those factors in place, I just All wish right. they would have gotten more people for wide receiver. I, I do like Zay Jones. I, I like I think Zay that's Jones. A, I think that's a good draft pick, but I, I thought they'd put in a little more effort there. Maybe they get Anquan <laughs> Bolden, but I was like, really? I mean, because also I just think like Anquan Bolden, it's going to be great. Yeah, if they can get Anquan Bolden, then I'm I'm yeah. really solid in. I just mm-hmm. am sad because like, how do you blame Tyron Taylor when you have like you don't ragtag dudes running out there? I mean, there was one game where like I didn't even know who was on the the, Every the single field. person was questionable. Yeah, except, and, except McCoy, I think, which is weird. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I yeah. think every other person was questionable. But that's how do you blame that? Woods, Watkins, uh, Gillis, again, everybody, Marquise Goodwin. That's the beauty <laughs> of Tyron Taylor, the water though. boy. <laughs> nuts. They actually nuts. called me, but I couldn't make it to Buffalo. But to me, this is why you should feel comfortable. I heard the woman's voice, Taylor. so like, oh, sorry. Oh, wrong Brandon Lee. <laughs> wrong Brandon Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, they call. Uh, all right, ladies, <laughs> let's move on. Okay, this is the series of questions. Try to keep your answers piffy, ladies. You are on a fantasy football desert island, and you can only pick one quarterback to be on your roster. Who would it be and why? These are your options. First one, Andrew Luck or Matt Ryan? I'm going to say due to the current ADP and everyone freaking out about the Kyle Shanahan loss, I'm going to go with Matt Ryan, um, mostly because of Andrew Luck's injury history, to be entirely honest. Mm -hmm. And you can just get Matt Ryan so much later. So that would be my pick. All right, Ash. Well, Matty Ice seems like he'd be slightly more fun, but Luck wears a bucket hat, and I'm really white, 
So perhaps he'd share that with me. So, but no, no, <laughs> no he might. But Actually, I, you anyway. had a bucket hat growing up. I what did. are you smoking? Yeah, I had never you had, had that the Ep bucket. I had hat. the Epcot one that had yes. like, the tail the one on the back to cover the neck. <laughs> that had all the different flags on it. Do you remember this? I used to yes. rock. I rocked yeah, that. It was like a summer. safari hat. So good. Yeah, but I don't have so it dumb. anymore. And Andrew Luck might have it. No, I'm just kidding. As as of today, it would be Ryan again, like Brandon said, because. The injuries with luck. I mean, I can't make a decision. Someone who can't throw the ball by at this point in time, I mean, I'd be throwing by week one. So it'd be Ryan. Well, we finally agree, ladies. I'd rather risk a coach change than injuries. I'm going Maddie Ice as well. All right. Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota, broken leg or broken leg? Well, I think we know my answer after my last rant on that. Uh, Derek Carr, <laughs> he was 14th in 2015, 10th in 2016. I predict he'll be the ninth best in 2017. And I think Mariota will fall a lot later, but I'm going to use that as my bullet prediction. So I'll wait. All right. I'm going to say that I'm going uh, with Derek Carr as well. And I was talking about this uh, completion rate. So Derek Carr is 73.9 adjusted completion rate, which was 19th best in the league. And just to let you know, Marcus Mariota had 69.4%, which was 30th in the league. And after him was Winston with 69.1 at 31st, Ooh. the two big sleepers. And just to give you some perspective. Was Drew it Brock Brady's, Osweiler was 32? Uh, no. Uh, well, Cam Newton was the very bottom. I think oh. he was 34 because oh. the Browns had like eight different quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. uh, but to be considered, they had to have at least 25% of the snaps. So, you know, Browns oh. didn't even qualify at all. But uh, yeah, so uh, but what I was going to say is that just to put in perspective, Drew Brees uh, was at 79.8 and uh, Tom Brady was at 79.5. But number one was Sam Bradford with 200 less attempts but um wow so you just made that stat completely irrelevant then right but he's accurate <laughs> he's accurate <laughs> he's just not throwing but my point is is that they're not even close right they're not even close not even close well i disagree i'm going mariota i know i just ragged on him but again Carr has the absolute worst schedule for quarterbacks as a quarterback, I wouldn't want to see the Broncos and the Chiefs defenses twice a year. So I'm going to back off. I do think that Carr is the better um, quarterback than Mariota, but I like Mariota's situation better. I like the people around him a little bit better as a whole. So I'm going with Mariota over Carr. All right, Drew Brees or Tom Brady? So we got top to top to top to top. I'm going Breeze uh, for the reasons that I stated earlier in the show, the concussion checks, the end of season drop, you know, uh, all those goodies. But uh, again, respect to both. Congrats, guys. You're almost 40. Ashley. I like it. Um, Breeze again, but it's never wise to bet against Brady. So, True. I mean, you're, you're not going to go wrong here, obviously. Yeah, I think that's a silly question. I think we all know that we love Breeze. All right, Jameis Winston <laughs> or Tyrod Taylor? So for me, on paper, Jameis Winston should have a better season because he has, in my opinion, more talent around him. Um, but I'm intrigued by Brandon's stat at 69.1. But I wonder how much of that is his fault versus how much of that is Mike Evans' drops. Tough to that say. That takes drops into consideration. That's just him. That's just oh. Well, that's bad. Um, but yeah. here's my thing. Here's my thing about James Winston. It could be awesome because of all that talent, but it could also be a hot, hot mess 
with a lack of chemistry. It's almost one of those like too many cooks in the kitchen with, you know, no one really wanted to be the sous chef kind of issue here. So I'm going to say Taylor. I want to say him. I was going to go Winston, but I'm going to go back to Taylor here. I think Taylor's a guy over Winston. I just think Tyra Taylor has more upside. Um, and I just want to say so much ta more talent though than ta than Taylor, right? As we already discussed, they did not surround Tyrod Taylor with a whole lot of talent. No, no, they didn't. They, they did not. I just think that Taylor does it all on his own, though. It's that Cam Newton effect, yeah. um, where who cares? I mean, if he's the one running the ball, throwing the ball, getting the end zone, it's just you know. Um, but I will say, James Winston again, that completion percentage is worse than Eli Manning, and you know how I feel about Eli Manning. So. I'm going to chalk it up to a sophomore slump. I'm going Jameis Winston over Tyra Taylor. Ooh. I think they both have great schedules. Like so that's a wash for me. Um, but yeah, you look at the team, and I just think that Jameis Winston has the better team. And oh, did I hear they got a new tight end? Oh, I do love tight ends on teams with, with yeah. risky quarterbacks. So I like that they're doubling up on tight ends in Tampa Bay. I think that is going to double up on his little percentage there, Brandon, that you're so freaked out about because they're going to dump it, dump it, dump it. So I, I am okay with Mr. Winston. All right, we got Blake Bortles or Eli Manning. I'm going to go Blake Bortles. And I'll tell you why. Uh, this guy has been either top five or top ten over the last two years. Um, and he, you can get him in the round before you start taking your defense and your kickers. That is <laughs> nutty. <Yeah. laughs> so to me, like it's about value. I don't, I only have him ranked number 18. I'm not high on Bortles. Don't at me and say, oh, Brandon loves Blake Bortles. No, I'm just saying that, like, that is if you're a late round quarterback believer, you are having fantasies about getting Blake Bortles in the 14th round. Think of all the great running backs and wide receivers you can stock up on if you're confident that in the last two rounds of your draft, you can go pick up a, a Blake Bortles and an Andy Dalton. I mean, hello, I'll take that every day. So um, that's my thing. My problem with Eli Manning is there's always one Giants fan in the bunch that takes him too early. Let them. That That's that's my Ashley's, thing. Brandon's on the East Coast. We don't have any Giants fans here in the Midwest. <laughs> well, but you have Manning fans. So they see the word Manning yeah. and they think that's important. True. It's true. It's true. So, uh, and I just want to say, Eli Manning, negative rushing yards last year. And the only other people to do it in the last five seasons were his brother and, <laughs> and, and Tom Brady, right? Nope. Nope. I think he had two yards one yeah. season. Two yards. Matt Schaub. Schaub. Oof. Schaub. Oof. He's in every stat. I love yeah. that. Good for Schaub. Good job, Schaub. I, Schaub. I, but I want to say is, though, actually, that I don't care that he runs or not. It's actually that he just can't move at all. And that's worrisome because he has to be able to throw the ball, which means he may have to just pivot. And he doesn't even pivot, you guys. Like, I, I, that concerns me. They just whack him. Like, I mean, he just, he's just there, a sitting duck. And that, that, he's starting to get a little old for that. Eh? You know, he's 35. Uh, you know, it's Ashley, what do you think? <sighs> I'm going to go Blake Borles. Um, he has finished with more points than Eli Manning the past two seasons, and this season is going to be absolutely no different <laughs> in that case. He's one of those guys, like the man, the myth, not the legend, but just a complete myth that you're like, you watch him and you're like, wow, he plays really poorly. And yet when you look at how it, how everything ranks at the end, he literally falls top 10, top 12 
it's crazy. It's like, how are his stats this good when he's this bad? And to get him in the 14th round, like Brandon said, that's actually, that's pretty gold right there. Especially if you're going to do a pairing and you can pair Blake Bortles up. <laughs> Whoo! I will take that. Uh, and I like that they got Leonard Fournette. I think that's going to bring some balance to this team um, to be able to bring that passing game back to life this season. So to me, it's a no-brainer <laughs> about Blake Bortles. I mean, really, it's a nightmare to have either one. But that's everyone is so high on Eli, which they always are before always. the season. So people are going to be drafting him higher, regardless whether they're a Giants fan, because of all of his weapons. We talk about all of these weapons for other guys, and it works out for them. It doesn't matter for Eli. It doesn't matter. Don't fall for no. that. Talk about Vanilla, too, right? I mean, he's just Vanilla to watch. He's Vanilla stats. It's just all over Vanilla. Whereas Blake Bortles, you don't watch the game. Don't watch the game because it hurts. So painful. Just so check the stats the at the end quarter. of the game. Oh, man. Exactly. Yeah, you can watch the last quarter. It's kind of <laughs> like the NBA. You don't need to watch the, for the like – you know, till the last two minutes, and then it's then you can watch the game. It's the same thing with Blake Bortles. Red so, Zone is I perfect mean, for Blake Bortles. Yeah, you Blake Bortles red only red watch Red Zone. Yes, yes, <laughs> Thank absolutely. You. Um, we don't. So I, I, I guess yeah, Blake Bortles. Um, I, I would take Eli Manning if he wasn't so hyped up like every other year, but he is. He's just so hyped up, not doing it. All right, if that wasn't painful enough, we're gonna get even the pain. Is that a word? That's not a word. All right. Well, it's going to hurt. Joe Flacco or Ryan Tannehill? Ashley's favorite. I will never choose Ryan Tannehill. So uh, Joe Flacco, by default, and because of Jeremy Macklin, it adds an interesting mix to Joe Flacco potentially this year. Again, I'm not striving for any of these guys, but if I had to choose, I'm going Flacco. I have horrible news for you. I like both these guys. What? Woo! She's got some craziness here. I like Joe Flacco because I like Danny Woodhead. I like Jeremy Macklin. Mike Wallace had maybe the quietest thousand yard season of all time last season. So I, I think that he could still be relevant. Um, I, I think that once Kenneth Dixon is back, he's going to be running all over the place. I actually don't hate them. I also really like their defense. And for Miami, I feel very similarly. And I think that a second year in Adam Gase's offense is going to be productive for Tannehill. I don't think he's going to be, listen, obviously he's not going to be a top five guy. His ceiling is really low, but I think his floor is really high. Uh, I like Julius Thomas going there, reunited with Adam Gase. Uh, supposedly, Devontae Parker's getting it together. I don't know, you guys. He's a little overhyped for my blood. But but it, the offense as a whole, I love Kenny Stills. We always talk about him on the show. Uh, yeah. They signed him. Uh, Jarvis Landry has the most receptions of any wide receiver in history for the first three seasons. I actually, I don't know. It's hard for you to pick because I feel okay about both of them. Not great, but I'm going to slightly give an edge to Tannehill. What? I just drafted Ryan Tannehill, Brandon, in my in that super flex league and Jarvis Landry. I like the duo. And yes, if you've listened to her fantasy football, you know how much I hate Ryan Tannehill, right? I call him Tannehill Ryan if that made any sense, but it doesn't. <laughs> so same is still Ryan Tannehill um, for the Dolphins. But yeah, I just really, I, I do... I, I like him a little bit better this year. And I agree with Joe Flacco, Brandon. They Both of these guys have great schedules. Uh, I think that they have 
great weapons, I think that it's possible for them to have a decent season. No, I don't think either one of You're these guys are going to be a top, top 10 quarterbacks. But I think if you want to back up quarterback, I think either one of these guys are great options. I don't think you're going to stream. You're going to stream them a lot. I'm okay. Yeah. Matchups. None of them are going to fall into the top 15. Neither of them are falling the top 15. You want to stream them on a good week? I disagree. I think one of them will top. Oh, I, oh yeah. They could be top. They could do 12 and 14 at the end of the season, Ashley. I agree. They won't. All right. But I'm intrigued to have this conversation again in January. In the top 15. But there's some deep quarterback leagues out there, guys. This, these, these questions do matter. Mm-hmm. Trevor Simeon or Carson Palmer? Uh, I really struggled with this one a little bit. I'm going to go with Carson Palmer because we don't know if Trevor Simeon will be the guy when all is said and done. I have been burned by this before. So I'm thinking of purely drafting right now, not in terms of how they're going to end at the end of the season. So to me, Carson Palmer is a slightly more safe pick. Uh, and this will probably more than likely be his last season, which to me adds a little bit of intrigue to this season, as I'm pretty sure that his team is going to want him to go out on top, as will he. Will he go on top win a Super Bowl? No, no, he won't. But I think, to me, if I'm drafting today, the safety is Carson Palmer, because while Simeon's got more upside for me, I just don't, I feel like he's that guy that by mid-season they're going to put Lynch in because we're not having a great season, and and even though he's the better choice, they won't do, they won't stick with him. All right, Brandon, what do you think? I'll take Simeon for the upside. And the reason why is because if I'm drafting a quarterback that low, I'm only looking at upsides. And for me, I'm very concerned about Carson Palmer this season, which is the only reason that I personally don't have David Johnson number one. I know that we we did that on the, the site, um, but I think that it's going to be a really interesting conversation next week um, just because I'm I'm worried about that whole offense other than him. Which he did it last year, but man, like that's a lot of pressure for him. So I, I'm, I wish that Palmer was just better. And he's, yeah, it's, it's really, it's unfortunate. I feel bad, but to me, Simeon's upside, if they can get it together, if he can really win the job, I think there's something there. I probably would drop both of them week one. Yeah. Drop them. Yeah. Why even draft them then? I, I would love to not do that. This is but if a you're bizarre in a deep scenario. Two quarterback league, you have to draft one of them. Which yeah. one are you drafting? You're not going to drop either one of them because you need somebody. Jared Goff. <laughs> not not option, but I love that you love Jared Goff. Um, I think you know. I this is this is tough, Ashley. I totally agree. This one's really tough. I don't think either one of them are going to be the quarterback at the end of the year. So. It's going to have to be for those first five weeks. And to me, for the first five weeks, they're in their groove. They're doing their best. Who's the better quarterback when they're at their best? It's Carson Palmer. So I think that I'm going Carson Palmer in hopes that he's good for the first five weeks because I don't think either one of them are going to be playing in the last possibly five weeks. That's a good point. I think I'm going Carson Palmer in the upside at the beginning of the season. Um, and, you know, it's roll of the dice. Uh, let's rock the roll of the dice as the next two quarterbacks. This is an easy one, guys. Everybody wants them on their teams. Remember, you're on a desert island and you have to pick one. Mike Glennon or Josh McCowan. And I 
I know. I know. This is, it is what it is. It is what it is. I would just like to remind you that Josh McCowan now plays for the New York Jets, <laughs> if you didn't know where he was. And Mike Glennon is the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Starting quarterback. I just want you to know mm-hmm. that these guys are starting mm-hmm. in the NFL in July. So I just, this is where we're at. This is where we're at. Ladies, who are you drafting? I'm glad you laid out the land right there, Courtney. I'm <laughs> well, sure most people weren't unaware. So I think that was really important. Um, yes. I actually started typing my notes up and then I switched it midway through uh, last night when I was doing this. So I'm going to go with Mike Glennon. And I don't feel great about it. Uh, solely because I like the guys around him a bit more. I like Cameron Meredith, Marcus Wheaton, Zach Miller. Um, I like those guys slightly more than I like Robbie Anderson and Quincy Anunua. But I will say the Forte and Bilal Powell make it interesting with Josh McCown and the dump-off situation. Two decent receiving backs. Bilal Powell, certainly if you're in PPR. Forte over the years has certainly been a good pass catching back. So I do think it's interesting to have that dump off because there isn't as much strength in the receiving core that they may see some action, which would be McCown's strength. But I'm still going to go with Glennon. Uh, wow. Uh, this is gross. Uh, even on Desert a deserted island. island. Even on a deserted <laughs> island. Deserted island. I am going to say Josh McCown because I think Mich- Mitchell Trubinsky is going to be the starter pretty much ASAP in Chicago. They moved up one pick to get him to the second. It was very bizarre. Um, and at least McCown's seen a football field recently. So I'll go with him. I'm, I'm happy you said that just in case you were shocked by those two quarterbacks. Their backups, if you don't watch college, are Mitch Trubisky uh, for Mike Glennon. And Christian Heckenberg for Josh McCallum. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Heckenberg. Heckenberg. Is it Heckenberg? Yeah. Heckenberg. But Heckenberg is like more appropriate. That's why I, I was like, yeah, Heckenberg. Yeah. Heckenberg. Heck no. I'm going Mike Glennon, Ashley. I agree with you, although I do love Josh McCallum. I do have a soft spot for him. Um, back in the day when he played for, I don't know, it was 10 teams ago, so I can't remember, but he was good. Um, I do like Mike Glennon because a little bit better schedule. I like his targets. I do. I like I like the Bears. I think they're going to have a moment now that they got Cutler out. I think they're going to like have a feel good in the locker room kind of thing, and I, I, I kind of like that good stuff going on. Again, none of the, probably these guys aren't going to be there, but I, I, I that's who yeah. I'm going with. So let's end the show with our 2017 quarterback bold predictions, Brandon. Well, I'm going to say that Jared Goff will be a desirable fantasy commodity during the 2017 season. I think he'll put about 3,500 yards, 20 touchdowns, middle of the road. But that would be a vast improvement over last season. And in fact, on Twitter, I posted live footage of my view on the Jared Goff could have fantasy football relevance train and it's an empty subway. Could have. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even stating it exactly. And people are like, heck no. No, Heckenberg, no. And all I'm saying is, Heckenberg, yes, Yes. it could happen. (laughs) (laughs) It. I'm not saying it will, but I'm saying it could. And that's as bold could. as I'm getting tonight, ladies, could. in July. 
I like it. Ashley, bold yeah. prediction. <laughs> I think this comes with kind of like, what does relevant? Right. What 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 are we constituting relevant? Could be. Could be relevant. Potentially relevant. Okay. <laughs> relevant. Sure. That's could, what that means he could be the 22nd yeah. ranked quarterback of 2017. <laughs> could be. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Not going to fully predict it, <laughs> but it could happen. It's like a and toe in the water. It's but a it's toe still, in the water quickly comes out. Toe it in felt, the water. It felt bold, though, didn't it? It did. It did. Yeah. When you put enough you see Jared around Goff it, in general, sure. It's all, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. No one makes no one makes Jared Goff calls like I. Do. I think us wasting. <laughs> yeah. No one makes Jared Goff calls. Yeah. Um, Ashley, you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wasting any time on our show on a Ram is bold. So I think that works. Um, mine's gonna go with my mantra of the show that Mariota will fall between fifteen and twentieth at the end of the season for ranking of a quarterback. Mm, that is bold. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Yep. My bold wow. prediction, uh, I thought was bold, but now after kind of going through all the quarterbacks, I'm going to up my boldness. I was going to say more than five backup quarterbacks will be the starter in week 16. I'm going with eight backup quarterbacks wow. will all be right. the starter in week 16. Probably six by default and now five by default and three by injury. So I'm going with eight backup quarterbacks will be starting in week 16. So uh, maybe you should draft those quarterbacks early. I don't know. I'm just saying. Well, that is it for our show, you guys. Make sure you hop over to HelloFresh.com. Put in her FFB30 to get $30 off your first delivery. Um, And we will be back in two weeks. And then after that, it's every week. You get us every week for the rest of the season. Dun, 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 dun. Also, check us out on SiriusXM on Saturday nights from 9 to 11 Eastern. We're on July 29th. It will be our first show. So that will be awesome. So we'll be there every Saturday night. You can check us out there, too. So hop over to iTunes to listen to our podcast or Block Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football. Chat with us at Her Fantasy FB on Twitter. We're there. We're available. You can also find us at all of our own personal handles. Courtney, Her FFB, Ashley, Her FFB, and Brandon, Her FFB. Um, Brandon's probably there more than the two of us, but, you know, try it out. Try it out. Uh, Good luck if in your early drafts. We'll be here for your questions. Until next time, no more faking it.